0: And welcome to Across the Bifrost, the Mighty Thor podcast, where on each and every episode we explore the world of Marvel's Mighty Thor. Now, everyone, I am your host, Ryan Doze. I am your host on every episode of the show, and I am very excited to be with you, especially around this time in Thor news. Most of you know that within the last week, a new trailer for the Love and Thunder movie coming out in July, actually the first trailer for the movie coming out in July has hit the internet. It has caused uh, uh, waves of excitement throughout the entire nerd sphere. And uh, I I myself was just completely thrilled about the trailer. It, It really just hit on every note that I was looking for really, really got me pumped and hyped up for the movie. If you're looking for a reaction to that trailer, we actually put up a bonus episode last Wednesday covering the entire trailer, and we really would like you to just go back and check that out. It's about 20 minutes. Maybe you'll enjoy it, but one thing I know you're definitely going to enjoy. I know you're going to enjoy Thor Love and Thunder later on this summer. I know you're going to do that. That's that's already in the bag. One thing I really hope you're going to enjoy today is our guest. Our guest is our first ever guest that we ever had on the show. His name is Grant. He is he runs a fantastic cosplay account on Instagram called Becoming Thor. He does a lot of charity cosplay work with a organization called League of Enchantment in the Chicagoland area. He was literally the first guest we ever had on this show. Way way back last year, he agreed to be on this show with really no, like nothing to expect. And Grant has just been an awesome friend of the show since then. So we welcomed him back to actually talk about some comics this time. We talk a little bit about cosplay, but a lot of our conversation is on The Unworthy Thor, a five-issue limited run That takes place within the overarching run of Jason Aaron's Thor. This is going to be part six of our Jason Aaron retrospective. Yes, we are jumping right back into the world of Jason Aaron's Thor today with Grant to talk about the unworthy Thor. It's a fantastic tale of how Thor can become worthy again. After the events of original sin, he was left unworthy, and now he is fighting to reclaim his worthiness. So that is what we are going to check out on today's episode. Before we jump into our conversation with Grant, I want to thank our Patreon members who are supporting the show over there. You might be wondering what does the, when you support the show, what does that go to? And I just thought I would let you know that actually helps pay for a lot of the comics that we read on the show. It helps pay for Marvel unlimited. And it also, uh, some, somewhere down the line, it's going to mean some little good, uh, giveaways and maybe like a store at some point. Wouldn't that be great? So if you go over and support us at Patreon, not only are you helping us get those things going, you're also going to get some awesome bonus content like our teachers lounge episodes from comics college where we break down like the origins of how our guests got into comics and what they're reading nowadays. We have an upcoming segment called extra credit where we're going to talk about things that we just didn't have time for on the public feed on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you're finding the show. And we're also going to be releasing some untold tales that I'm writing some original stories that are involved with the characters of the Thor world and whatever we're covering on Comics College I've got a great idea for a Wong story from the world of Doctor Strange so that's coming down the pike but if you support us over there you get a lot of little goodies over there and we hope that you go join our Thor core over there on Patreon. We uh, are just so excited to bring this conversation to you today. We've got a lot of great conversations coming up the rest of the summer, and uh, we just are so stoked to have you here today for this conversation with Grant about Jason Aaron's Unworthy Thor. And today we have a very special guest. We actually have our first guest returning. Uh, Grant from Becoming Thor is back on the show today. Grant, it is so awesome to have you back on the show, man. Thank
1: you, Ryan. It's so great to be here. I I love following your your podcast and and hearing the the latest and greatest and seeing all the cool guests that you have and and stuff. I I wish I had the time to listen to it every time, but I do check (laughs) in now and again, and I, I love what you have to say.
0: Well thank you very much. I mean it's um it we've come a long way. We were talking just before we pressed record here that you know it's it's it really has been you know so long since and and we'll talk every so often like on your posts like you do you know your great photo shoots with your cosplay and we're going to dig into that a little bit before we get to our issues today. But between comments back and forth uh you know it's been nice to follow your journey with continuing cosplay And, you know, what you coined last time we spoke, cosplay. you know, C-A-U-S-E, how working with charities and different organizations in the Chicago area really means a lot to you. And uh, I know that with Love and Thunder coming out, I'm assuming you're going to be, you're going to be pretty busy coming Mm -hmm. up soon because you're the, you're the man when it comes to Chicago cosplay, like you're, you're, you're the man. So what's, what's (laughs) going on in the cosplay world right now?
1: Well, um, since we last talked, I've, um, I've kind of launched the Chicago branch of the League of Enchantment. Which awesome. Is a, a charity cosplay group here. Um, we are, we're getting bigger and bigger every day. We're getting more and more members. We're getting invited out to more and more events. It, it's, it's absolutely amazing how this is taking off. And, and we're doing it for the kids. Um, we've got a group of almost 30 people now. Um, we have an entire leadership team that's completely dedicated to growing this group. We've got events people, we've got media people, we've got um, membership people, and and everybody is just completely on board and ready to see this thing take off. And it was really exciting about a week ago, we finally got invited back to a hospital. So oh, awesome. we are, we're going to be doing our first uh, in-person hospital visit again here in Chicago on Uh, April I think it's April 21st National Superhero Day so um, that is so cool yeah yeah because this is why a lot of us got into the whole cosplay thing to begin with it's definitely why I did and I know that people know this if they actually listened to my episode of your show but um, it's near and dear to me and and you know I started doing the charity thing um, first and foremost before I even you know Realized what what I was doing, or or realized that there was an entire cosplay community out there that you know just goes to cons and likes dressing up. You know, it was yeah. I kind of fell into it backwards. So, but no, it's it's really awesome how how well we're doing. And the uh, the parent group in Michigan, which I joined originally, and then I just got deeply deeply involved with them. They were so supportive and and so excited that we wanted to launch our own Chicago chapter that. They they supported us fully, so they're helping us out. They're helping us get connected with people, and and it's just awesome. We've got people from all over Chicagoland, you know, asking to join us, and and they want to be part of what we're doing. So it's it's great.
0: That so so good to know that uh, COVID didn't completely like shut that down, and that that dream is still very alive, very well, and that you get to finally go back into. Hospitals. I know you've done a few events uh, this year so far, um, oh, yeah. kind of like the week, the weekend events. If I'm if I'm remembering that correctly, we have an event at least
1: one event almost every weekend. You know, and and sometimes it's crazy. We have like two or three, so we're literally trying to decide which ones we're going to, what ones we say yes to. You know, we've worked with Special Olympics. We've worked with. Um, Easter Seals, we've worked, there's just so many wonderful organizations out there that are inviting us to things and are excited for us to do things. And we're getting donations because what we do is when, when we do um, visit kids in hospitals, we bring them, we bring them toys.
0: Oh, uh, awesome.
1: So we bring them a care package. So we've always said that, you know, what's more meaningful to a kid than having Thor bring the kid a Thor action figure? <laughs> So, I mean, they're not, awesome. every time they look at that, that action figure, they're going to remember that Thor gave them that action figure. And so we've got bags and bags of these care packages for every character that we have on the team. Um,
0: spectacular really, really
1: to get out there. Our Michigan group is actually there. They were invited back to the hospitals. I think it was last fall. Um, it's taken a little bit while longer for the Chicago, um, hospitals to start losing, lifting their restrictions. Um, I think that we were one of the last states to actually lift the mask mandates and things like okay. that. So um, <clears throat> COVID was going a lot stronger here than it was in some of the other states. So it took us a little bit longer to, to get to that point, but we're ready and we're ready raring to go. We just can't wait to do it.
0: Yeah, it, it's definitely gonna be a, a joyous occasion when you guys finally go through the doors of that hospital and you're yeah. able to really do the thing that you got into this whole this whole world to do. Yeah. Uh, but I got to ask, like, there, there is uh, one thing that um, fans of your page will see is that you've got a brand new suit. I do. Um, Tell us I, a little bit about that. <laughs> I
1: actually I did order the, the Love and Thunder suit, like as soon as it popped up on one of the cosplay sites, because I, I love the colors and I love the look of it. So I'm so I'm different. Just- yeah, it's very different and it's fun. It's it's fun to just have something different. You know, I, I probably have, I don't know, 12 different Thor suits at this point. So
0: <laughs> Your Your closet must just be confusing. <laughs> Thor, I, I tell people that Thor has
1: his own closet in my house. And basically it's an entire room at this point. <laughs> oh
0: my gosh, the the uh the inner the inner sanctum yeah. of of the becoming Thor world. it's awesome. And the, the suit is gonna look so Uh, it's so striking and so different you know when we finally get to uh that little indie project in july uh i think it's i think it's called love and thunder um and and really uh the, one of the reasons why I wanted to invite you back on the show is not not only because you're you know the first guest, you know there there, there can only be one first. and, mm-hmm. and that's you. Uh, forever and always, no matter how how many guests we ever have on this show. And uh, we've been doing this thing on the show this year, the Jason Aaron Retrospective, where we've been going storyline by storyline, issue by issue through, the run of Jason Aaron when he was at the helm of the all the Thor books all the different aspects of Thor's world and we're um, we're several parts into this and today we're going to talk about a very interesting story well I'll say that it's it's not in the main Thor book and it doesn't even deal with the person who is currently at this point in our reading carrying the mantle of Thor this is a, uh, a run called The Unworthy Thor. And it's issues one through five written by Jason Aaron and uh, drawn by a, a historic, you know, a, a legendary Thor uh, artist, o- Oliver Coipel, returns to draw this. There's a lot of different guest artists, but um, you had a thing that you said the first time that we talked. You said that all Thors are worthy. <laughs> well, <funny>. today... <laughs> we're dealing with very one specific Thor and he is uh, by title unworthy and uh, it's going to be a a lot of fun to talk about these issues but I wanted to know uh, before we jump in Grant what was your like history with the character I know you as a cosplayer primarily but you're also a lover of Thor comics so I wanted to kind of know what's your history with him as a comic book character in, in books that you've read.
1: Yeah, we kind of touched on this during my my first interview a year yeah. ago. But I don't, I don't expect people to have remembered that or, or catch. Up. I'm sure
0: they have it committed to memory. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um
1: no, I actually got into the character um after starting to cosplay him because Um, if you recall, I I started cosplaying Thor out of necessity because they needed a Thor that was, you know, Thor-sized at the the event that I was doing.
0: And you are Thor-sized, that's for sure.
1: So I put on the costume and then I fell in love with the character after seeing the kids' reactions. And I started learning more and more about him through the movies at first and then the cartoons. And then I started picking up the the comics, um, on a regular basis and started, you know, delving into the back issues a little bit. I think it was the God butcher actually that I read first. I think that was my first, um, back back backstory that I read, but I've been keeping up with the current issues as well. Um, but yeah, I, what I'm, I'm always drawn to is, well, there's two, I love that he has had to, he's had so many struggles. I, I always think it's, um, it's less interesting when you have a character who's just perfect and and on paper he is perfect but it's he has true. to go through so much in in all of these storylines and I think that his imperfections and his his well it's it's hard to say give him to say that he has humanity but I mean for a god yeah. <laughs> his, yeah his human human characteristics I guess are what I find appealing That that he he's learning about life in almost yeah. every storyline um, and and this is another one i think you know him becoming unworthy in this one um and and yeah I, I think that's what what appeals to me and i always say that what i loved about him is that he had to learn how to become a hero and uh, i believe in that and i think yeah. that i i think i relate to him that way a little bit so
0: yeah he's he's one of those characters we talked about this uh, this same this same kind of theme with a uh, previous guest on the show uh, Jacob Balcom where uh, Thor is one of those characters where he's always been powerful, but he's not Mm -hmm. always been a hero. Right. And, and this is one of those things where he's, he's having this run that we're going to talk about tonight is one of those where he had to relearn how to, how to even like look at himself. And um, it's, it's, he goes to some dark places in, in this five issues
1: I think what always has also appealed to me is when he is the the outsider. So like when he's with the Avengers, he's he's kind of learning what human life is like. And yeah. he, he's kind of experiencing things from a different perspective than everybody else is, which is kind of, and a lot of times they use it in a comical nature, especially like in the cartoons
0: and the movies. But uh, <laughs> yes, very much so.
1: It makes him um, enjoyable, so
0: well, I, uh, I I I love it. Like I'm I'm excited to break down these issues with you. And uh, yeah, let's jump into issue number one of the unworthy Thor. And uh, Grant had mentioned earlier, you know that some sometimes when you when you read comics, you're really not sure where things fit, and that can sometimes when they do a limited series, a, a mini series like this. You maybe don't know where this is falling in the greater Thor context. So just for you listeners out there, here is where the unworthy Thor falls. And uh, it falls at the, um, the end of 2016. And by this time, the mighty Thor, the Jane Foster centric, run of jason aaron past those initial eight issues that we've covered on the retrospective uh the 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 mighty thor jane foster has had her book for a little while now and now we are doing this side side quest kind of story for jason aaron to further deepen our understanding of why did the whisper at the end of original sin cause thor to become unworthy that is what we discover at the end of this storyline. There's a lot of things that happen in this storyline, but really we're here to answer one question. You know, how how did that whisper fell a god and can Thor be worthy again? That is really the the crux of this storyline. And it came out at the end of 2016. And uh, like I said, the creative team we've got here is Jason Aaron, you know, he's, he's the, he's the, the, the all-father of all things Thor at this point. Um, I've had many, of, many a discussion with people, like, is it, is it Simonson or Aaron? I'm like, well, it's 1A and 1B, whichever way you want to flip them, I guess. Um, but Jason Aaron, definitely the godfather, all-father of Thor for me. And this issue, number one of Unworthy Thor, is entitled The Hammer from Heaven. And in this issue, I'm just going to give a brief kind of overview synopsis and then we'll kind of throw the doors wide open and we'll we'll see what we find uh, when it comes to our thoughts and opinions here. Thor is being incredibly introspective. He's uh, he's talking about this fight that he's having with. We don't know just yet who these people are, who these uh, these alien soldiers are, but he's trying to reach, an axe axe hammer combo he's trying to reach a weapon that we know is not the mule near that we're used to but he's trying to reach it and every time he tries to get there he's 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 zapped or he's defeated and he has to try again the next day and uh thor then goes to the moon he's just you know he's just kind of taking out some anger on of course you know trolls uh that's kind of the if you're an ice giant frost giant in thor or a troll Every so often, just expect Thor to come by to get some angst out, and that's, and that's what he does. I, these guys.
1: Just, yeah, after, if I have a bad day at work, I usually take it out on some trolls. Uh,
0: of course, you know that makes sense. It makes complete sense, and I'm sure there's a a, a trove of trolls in the Chicago land area. That feels like maybe there's some some hot spots for them uh, somewhere around there. But then. Sure are gone now. I took care of them. Oh, well, yeah, of course, of course, like an exterminator. <laughs> right. But as, as Thor's on the moon, he's dispatched all these trolls. The entity known as the Unseen shows back up from the original Sin storyline. And he is talking with Thor, basically saying, I, I know your situation better than you think I do. And also, if you want to find a hammer that you can be worthy of, maybe start where all hammers, you know, try to find their Thor. So Thor goes to old Asgard, the ruins, the, the, the ghostly shell of what used to be the realm eternal. And as he gets there, he finds nothing like it, even ruins. They're not even there. And uh, then he uh, is visited by an old friend, Beta Ray Bill, who tries to give him Stormbreaker because in his opinion, Thor should always be worthy of a hammer that's kind of how the first issue goes. And Grant, I want to know, like, this, this really, you know, jumping into this storyline, what did you think of this first issue? Like, we don't really know much yet, but I wanted to know your your thoughts about this first one. No, we
1: don't know much. And it, what I really liked about um, the beginning of the series is that he's, he's still kind of almost in shock about the whole thing. He hasn't quite, it hasn't quite sunk in with him, it seems. Like, he's not quite he realizes that he's unable to lift the hammer and he's been deemed unworthy and you know that kind of stuff. But it's almost like he he hasn't accepted it yet at first. Yeah. And, and and that's what I really liked about the the entire miniseries and the progression of it. Like you see him kind of come to terms with it as the storyline progresses. And you know, even at the beginning. Um, before he I don't want to you know jump too far ahead but before he starts referring to himself just as the Odinson
0: the the first issue it really is what I, I found once I'd read the whole story I was like the first issue feels a little bit like the outlier because we don't know who our main opponent is yet We don't really know where the story is going. We see a little glimpse of the of the axe axe hammer um, that belongs to the Ultimate Universe Thor. Uh, We we learn we learn that in a few issues. We see bits and pieces, but the second issue is really where the story, the conflict of the of the storyline takes off. And issue two of the Unworthy Thor is called the Thief of Asgard, and Thor is initially just perplexed with how could someone steal all of Asgard? Because Beta Ray Bill says, someone stole it. He's like, how do you steal an entire realm of Asgard? And uh, Beta Ray Bill uh, is able to, you know, be like, oh, it's, it's them. It's the guys that are about to attack us. And they, they fight them off for a little bit. And then they, they both go they go blacked out. And they wake up in the captive clutches of the collector who if you are a fan of the mcu you know benicio del toro's kind of vibe as the collector it's very similar to what you're going to get in this storyline but the collector has found a way to collect asgard as a trophy uh and he's like never before have i captured a whole realm but he's capturing it for one reason grant what is that one reason that the collector wants asgard he
1: wants Mjolnir. I mean everybody wants Mjolnir. Yeah. But, uh, he wants to make it his and
0: he's going to not going to stop until he does that. It's he's like he's like a petulant child where he's just like <laughs> I I want it. He's he's the girl from Willy Wonka. He's I mean, like daddy, I want the golden goose. And to him Mjolnir is the golden goose. For sure. What, what I found so funny about
1: this is his arrogance because Everybody knows that you have to be worthy to pick up Mjolnir, but he just thinks that
0: he's going to do it anyway. Yeah. Like, well, that, that enchantment doesn't apply to me. I mean, I'm I'm one of the elders of the universe. I'm the collector. (laughs) Like the hammer knows this, right? It's like, he's trying to get into a club and his name is not on the list. He's like, yeah, he he wants to speak to the manager. (laughs) he's he's the he's the karen of the marvel the universe like <laughs> okay i i heard what you said but i don't think you heard what i said <laughs> and he just keeps <laughs> he keeps telling thor like tell me how to do it show me how to do it like and then then he puts thor in a really terrible situation where this this child this this alien child is brought out and he's like tell me how to lift the hammer in 5 seconds or this, uh, this child who's the last of their species, like gets it. I, I will kill this child if you don't tell me how to lift the hammer. Uh, uh, one small little note here. When they show the child, the collector says that the child is from the planet uh, daughter, Daughterius. And I thought maybe that's a, a, a reference to Russell Dodderman. The the guy who is drawing uh, the main issues of Thor. I hope I'm right there. If I'm not, I've told I've said many times in this Jason Aaron retrospective. If Jason Aaron ever listens to this and he's like, uh, no, that's not at all what I was going for, I'd be like, okay, I'm more than happy to be wrong. Um, so it's a, Thor, nice it's a nice thought, a nice piece, Greg, if if that's true. i I I I really really hope that it's true. Um, Thor is put in this weird position with the collector where he threatens the child's life. If Thor doesn't cooperate. And when he gets, when he counts down all the way to one Mjolnir like explodes with this, I mean, beautiful artwork by uh, Oliver Coppell and the guards that are going to, going to take out the kid. They just like, they blow away from the hammer and the uh, Thor goes closer to the hammer to pick it up. And then uh, he is uh, immediately shot in the back by the collector. And uh, the collector does, I don't know, I, this made me uncomfortable. Um, the collector, because he's the bad guy, Thor's knocked out and he tells the guards, you know, put him in chains and leave the body where he can see it. The guards say, what body? And then he still kills the child. So then you're like, okay. Now we know whose butt Thor's gonna thoroughly kick later, um, but yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, you really don't like the collector after this moment. Um, uh, it's, I don't know, kind of, kind of jarring, uh, but you know he is the villain, um, so it's a, it's definitely a villainous act that we can't get behind. That's the last kind of bit of Thor in this issue, and then we jump to a scene i didn't see coming like i don't know about you grant but like i didn't even have an idea that this was going to happen a mysterious hooded figure goes to the triskelion which if you're um, familiar with marvel movies this is one of the bases of shield and this is um this is the headquarters of the ultimates in the it's ultimate universe and this hooded figure gets the he, he, he's they say hey um hey thanos uh, I need your help with something. And Thanos says uh, he believes he knows just the thing they can do for him so that he will help them. And uh, yeah, then issue two comes to a, to a close grant. What did we think of issue two and especially how it ends kind of ends oh. in a double uh, gut
1: punch. What I what I wanted to touch on is, is Milner itself. And even yeah. though I know that this is not our Thor's Milner, this is the ultimate Thor's Milner. Um, you know in a way Mil- Milner's Mjolnir but I thought it was interesting that this is sort of one of the the first times we see it almost act in and of itself yeah without you know, Thor controlling it um you know having the the storms kind of surround it and and that kind of stuff it's very interesting
0: yeah the I mean and really the, the hammer only becomes more and more active As the storyline continues in uh, in the third issue, and this is really where I think we see a lot of Thor's dark side come out um, because he's still struggling with that question of worthiness. Um, The third issue is called the sin unpardonable and the sin unpardonable refers to one of one of the things that happens to Thor in this issue. Where he's been chained up again, he wakes up in the cell and he's got more chains. He's got all the chains they say, and uh, he has some interactions with uh, Thory, the Hellhound, uh, who I thoroughly enjoy. He's, I love he's Thory so much. That's so probably going to be my next dog's name. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say you, you should get you should get a dog that looks like Thory and bring him to cosplay stuff. Like that'd be. I mean, it, almost. I bet almost no one would get the reference, but like I'd be over here being like, I get it. I love it. I appreciate it. Um, He meets Thor. That's so good. Um, And Beta Ray Bill breaks him out of this uh, cell again. And just as he's breaking him out, Thor goes unhinged. Like he's having these visions and these, uh, he's having these visions of different figures in his life reminding him why he's unworthy reminding him of truth that he he knows and Beta Ray Bill kind of gets the brunt end of Thor's anger his berserker rage which is the sin unpardonable Um, referring back to the title Thor and, and Beta Ray Bill have this you know this brawl where Thor is going after Stormbreaker the hammer that he had already said he didn't want but now kind of the the desire to obtain a hammer is really taking him over. And uh yeah, the the conflict between him and Beta Ray Bill Grant, like they've fought many times, but like this this sin unpardonable. What did you think about that part of the story when that that unquenchable urge like takes him over? It it got kind of crazy. I think that
1: this is the tease that kind of goes through the entire series. Like is, is he going to grab that hammer? Which hammer is he going to take? Is he going to be able to pick it up? All? And, and I don't know, I don't even really feel like we got a satisfying conclusion on that because yeah. it, 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 it keeps going obviously, but it's, it's compelling enough throughout this entire story arc to, to drive things through and, and it keep pulling us into it more and more. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I think it's. I love. I love the buildup. I, I love the entire change in perspective in in Thor or or Odinson, whichever we want to call him. <laughs> um, I, I just. I, it's just fascinating to see the character development there because you see him sort of realizing this and and more and more throughout the the story that he's he's coming to accept it and and it in a way he's he's realizing that it doesn't matter because yeah. he's still he's still the same person and he's still I, I i guess in a way that he's still worthy even without showing it
0: yeah and, and he, he has so many voices in his life still telling him like hey you'll always be thor like you know the, the you are not the hammer uh, they they um In uh, uh, we'll wait till next issue when we get to the conversation that he has with Jane in the flashback. Um, that I I really loved, but um, in the background of this issue, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Well,
1: I was gonna say, well, and that's that's a big thing that the conflict that he had with Beta Ray Bill, where where Bill was trying to give him his own hammer, yeah, he was trying to get Stormbreaker and and he refused, and, and because well did he not believe in himself was he was he scared what what was his reasoning there and i don't think it was really ever fleshed out i think that's left up to the audience to kind of interpret
0: yeah and I, 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 are you are you a fan of when authors do that when it's like you know um basically the the tension isn't really resolved but it's it can be resolved however the reader wants it to be or would you rather it just be like no this is why and would you rather be clear or rather, would you rather let be left up to you? I think, I think it's,
1: it's half um, good writing and half stunt as far as the storyline goes because I think that they're, okay. they're trying to drag you in and pull you in more. Like, will he get the hammer? Will he take Ray, Bill's hammer? What's going to happen? And it, it sort of reminded me a little bit of how in the, uh, the 2000s with X-Men, they kept teasing Jean Gray's return like so many times and it, it yeah. feels a little bit along those same lines. Like, when is he going to get his hammer back? W- w- is it going to be bills? Is it going to be this, the ultimate Thor's what's, what are we doing here? And,
0: and, yeah. and it turns out, you know, it's none of the above. <laughs> and, and, and just like Thor and the collector, there's several different entities, different uh, components of this story vying for the, the power that is comes along with wielding mjolnir and one of the other entities is this hooded figure that we saw at the end of the last issue where she goes and she has the the aid of two of the members of thanos's black order the black swan and proxima midnight fans of the mcu are probably most familiar with proxima midnight where she showed up in the infinity war and Endgame. To, uh, to menace the Avengers. And uh, they show up to help this hooded figure get the hammer for Thanos. They all go to the collector's, you know, space station, and they're all vying for the hammer. They're all going, it's an all out free for all. And uh, that's how we end the fourth issue, to, or the third issue to set up for the uh, the pent ultimate issue number four, Number four is, it is entitled, hold on, good grief. I'm having a little bit of a technical difficulty here. I feel like, uh, um, for Pete's sake, this is killer killer audio, isn't it? Um, The fourth issue is called The War of the Unworthy. And this is an issue where we see so many different art styles. We see so many different, you know, bits and components of the story you know past present and future and grant like going into this issue knowing that the story arc is wrapping up what did you just what wide view of this issue what did you think of jumping back and forth so much are you a fan of that kind of storytelling i do i think
1: it's always good when you can kind of add a little bit in in history as long as it's not really a retcon like yeah i don't feel it like- this, this goes against anything that's already been established. I think that his concern like I, where he was talking about, you know, every day he wakes up and he's not sure if he's going to be able to lift the hammer. I, I think that's a, a great little bit of character development there. You know, that's not, it doesn't go against anything. It just shows, you know, a, a struggle within him and a, a worry that he has because he has worries just like everybody else.
0: Yeah, the 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 more the each morning when he tests himself i thought that was awesome um because he is he's quite literally one of the only superheroes that can lose a major component of his power but like he could lose it tomorrow like we've seen (laughs) in original sin i I know was uh going back to when original sin came out there was this contingent of like oh great he's unworthy like how could thor be unworthy it's like he actually could be unworthy given anything he does any action that he does he could make one bad choice and lose most of his power i think that's something that makes him fascinating you said earlier that he's flawed he's he should be perfect but he's struggling with flaws right now
1: well and i i think that this is very similar to the storyline of the ragnarok movie where you know he loses the hammer there and and has to realize that he he's more than just the hammer so yeah it's know there's incredibly similar themes i don't i don't know if they're you know picking from one another i I actually don't know did this comic come out before the movie or was it after
0: uh yes it came out before ragnarok
1: yeah so i'm guessing that some of these these themes at least or or bits and pieces of the story were used to you know write the movie um yeah it's really interesting to see how the original being the comic kind of played out with some of those similar themes um but yeah, I I always like seeing the fact that he's more than the hammer. And, yeah. And it doesn't matter what weapon he's carrying, you know, either in the MCU or in the comic, he's still he's still the same guy. And he's still incredibly powerful and he's still he still gets it done.
0: Yeah. It, I mean, it actually me makes like...
1: me want to get um, a yarnborn axe for myself.
0: <laughs> Dude, yeah, you like yarnborn would be so cool to have. Uh, and again. <laughs> Almost no one would like if you haven't read the comics, you probably wouldn't get the reference, but I'd be over here being like, Oh my gosh, he did it. That is so awesome. Um, yeah, man, that would be that's something you gotta add to your arsenal. You gotta add that into the Thor room in your house. Yeah. Well, and I
1: mean, one of my one of my suits that I wear is is somewhat based on the 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 costume that he's wearing in this storyline. So it's
0: kind oh of fun. with with uh kind of the the tank top and the red cape um
1: yeah it's sort of i I have like a black tunic with a a, just a red cape that i wear most of the time when i just go to rent fairs and things like that it's it's a lot lighter than you know the the heavy pleather stuff that i wear to to cons and things okay uh, yeah it was when i put it together i was sort of basing it on on some of the looks from this storyline and the unworthy version you gotta find a way to do
0: the Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I cut you off.
1: I just said before he cuts his hair.
0: <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, uh, I mean, you could probably pull off the, 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 the short hair look and the long hair look between, you know, probably the wigs you got. You could really, really. The, the oh. world is your oyster when it comes to like all the different Thor looks you can do. Cause you, you're, you're working with the basic material and you can put anything on, uh, and probably pull this off, man. <laughs> the, uh, the conflict of the issue really concludes with you know everybody going for the hammer again. Everybody is going for uh, Mjolnir and Thor finally gets his hand on it and we see some like energy crackle out from it and then that's the to be continued. So the storyline is finally uh, we finally we've come to the end of this five issue miniseries In issue number five, I mean, it's stunning, stunning cover of it's a stunning cover of something that we never see in the actual issue (laughs) because the cover is Thor and Thanos fighting for the hammer. Well, that never happens. (laughs) And uh, probably more of a um, metaphorical, you know, Thanos has his minions going after the hammer. Um, Did that did that cover throw you off as much as it threw me off? (laughs) It was, I expected one thing and I got another thing.
1: No, like I said, I'm used to the, you know, the stunts to draw the readers in. So Ugh. I just thought it was another bit
0: of that. <laughs> and, and you know what, Grant? I still fall for him. I'm still the eight-year-old that's like, wait, that never happened. <laughs> but I just this...
1: The art. I think it's cool. Well, I, actually, this entire series had really great covers. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I loved all of them. They all make great posters.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know that's one thing where I think that's really the mark of a good of a good cover. It's like if you took kind of the text and all the you know the business stuff off, would I would I want to put that on my wall? I'm like, right. well, this entire series gets the 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 A grade for the for for those covers. Yeah, it's phenomenal. Some of the art inside, you know, you're referencing some of the
1: flashbacks. Um, the art in that not my favorite. Really, different artists that did some
0: of that, right? Yeah, uh, they brought back um, Russell Dodderman. Did some. He did the last flashback. The middle flashback was Assad Ribic, who was most famously from the God of Thunder, God Butcher story. Mm-hmm. And the first flashback, I don't remember who the artist was, but that was probably my least favorite art. Um, yeah, I it, it just looked odd to me. It looked odd, but the coloring
1: was beautiful in all of it so right yeah I didn't care for like the line work in in some of it like the it was a very stylized version and you know yeah not not true to you know the i guess the the comic book look that we're used to it was more of a i don't know i i i'm, I'm hesitant to say cartoony but it, that's kind of how it felt
0: yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you. And, um, you know, it's uh, just a matter of taste. And I think when you get used to, you know, someone like Koypel, who has worked on Thor for so long, and, you know, you have Russell Dodderman and Assad Ribbick, like guys who did long runs on Thor, and they had a style that we got used to over time, that it's very comforting to be like, oh, that's an Assad Ribek Thor panel. That's a Russell Dodderman Thor panel. Same with Koypel Pell. Same with Nick Klein, who's drawing Thor right now. You know, I can point those panels out because I've gotten used to them, and I, I can't say the same uh, glowing recommendation for the first flashback in uh, issue four. Uh, but um, all that, all that being said, we've come to issue five, the last issue of the Unworthy Thor storyline. And this is really where the the underlying themes of the story come to uh, fruition. But also, there is a lot left undecided here, and uh, Thor makes some decisions that uh, are less conclusive than uh, someone going into this story might have thought they would be. The last issue is called "The Whisper," and this, of course, refers to. What did Nick Fury say to Thor on the moon that caused him to drop the hammer and not be able to pick it back up? Um, there are, I'm just going to briefly kind of give a, a overview of this very quick issue. Like this is a quick issue. There's not really a lot of uh, the conflict with the hammer gets resolved pretty immediately. And then we have a few kind of background things that get, resolved but uh thor is got his hand on the hammer and he's ready to pick it up and then he just decides no this is somebody else's hammer this is not mine and um that's where a little bit of what grant's talking about like the tease come on you said Mm -hmm. you imply you implied you at least implied that people were going to lift hammers and um didn't happen um so but i mean he's
1: the, the whole reason is so that you know Jane Foster could have her time in the spotlight and he could go off and do his other thing so yeah. and, and that, that storyline needed to play out which yeah it was great character development for both of them and I get it but you know it's it's kind of like what you said at the beginning of this where um this storyline it, it's interesting it's great it's it's good character development but it's not I guess I would say it's not essential
0: yeah, it, it's. I think it's. It's. It's a. It's a good side quest. It's a fun. It's a fun story, that is a side quest, and then of course there are some implications of things that happen, in uh, elsewhere in Thor's stories. But Thor's conflict really ends with him deciding that he's, he's enough without the hammer that he can find another way. He can go a different way than what he thought. You know, he thought he needed this ultimate Thor's hammer, and he's like, "No, this hammer will call to its owner when it is necessary, but until then, it's not me." And he decides that he's gonna he's gonna take out the Black Order. He's gonna take out the Collector without me on there, and then he's gonna return Asgard to where it belongs. And he leaves the Collector literally empty-handed, and the. The hooded figure that was leading the 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 Black Order to go collect Mjolnir, they go back to Thanos also empty-handed, and Thanos does not like that. Uh, Thanos does not like failure, uh, and this was kind of the coolest reveal for me of this mini series, where the hooded figure is. Thanos says, "Like you also return to me empty-handed, so." Um now it's time to it's time to pay up and the hooded figure reveals herself as Hella the goddess of death. And uh I didn't see that one coming. Uh so it was kind of kind of a fun reveal and Hella says, you know, you you can if you help me take back my realm, I will give you what you truly desire, more than gems, more than hammers, more than anything. And then I says, "Oh, and what what do I desire more than all those things?" comes back to the original desire of Thanos from all the way back in infinity gauntlet death. And that's where we leave them. And they, they, they share a weird passionate kiss. It was
1: very awkward. I was like,
0: I I was, I
1: was not expecting that.
0: (laughs) I was just like, okay. Flipping to the next page. Um, And the next page we see uh, Thor and Beta Ray Bill, back on old asgard where it belongs and we we uh we hear what or what nick fury whispered into thor's ear that caused him to become unworthy and it was that gore was right oh going all the way back here's what i love about jason aaron grant he goes all the way back to the first issue of Mm -hmm. thor god of thunder when gore's whole big thing is that gods are unworthy and that he's going to take out all the gods because they don't deserve to exist and thor is felled by this one this one this one statement it's not even a it's not even a question it's it's not a it's not something that he's meant to wrestle with he just says a statement gore was right and uh thor says this at the end and i, I wanted to kind of just I don't know parse this out when Thor says gods are vain and vengeful creatures always have been mortals who've worshiped us for centuries would all be better off without us. We gods do not deserve their love. No matter how much we fight to fool ourselves, we are all unworthy and Beta Ray Bill tries to, um, he tries to counsel him. And he says, you don't truly believe that you can't you can't believe that he says, every day you give your blood and your tears, your immortal soul to prove Gore wrong. The gods may not be worthy, but you are no mere God, my friend, you are Thor, no matter what weapon you hold, no matter what you choose to be called, you will always be Thor. So two sides two sides of a coin that we've been flipping back and forth this entire storyline. But as we, as we land the storyline, Grant, like what did, what did you take out of this story? You, I mean, we've said it's not really essential reading, but there are some really interesting themes that I think are unique to Thor in this storyline.
1: I think that what's really cool about the the whisper is Thor came out of the god butchers storyline feeling pretty cocky and confident after defeating Gore and and he felt that he was in the right he felt that he did everything that he could he 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 conquered that he's moving on yeah I think that this kind of is is it's sort of like anytime someone has an argument with you and you you feel like you're in the right and then someone else comes along and says no that person is right then you really start questioning yourself and i think that that's what happened here and so to have somebody that he respects so much say this to him is
0: you know shattering yeah and it it really uh it ends there for him. He's, he says, you know, what are you going to do with Mjolnir? You know, Mjolnir is still hanging out in the middle of, of Asgard, the ultimate Thor's Mjolnir. And he's like, I'm, I'm going to wait. I'm, I'm waiting, um, you know, for, for a time that this hammer will call to the one that it belongs to. And the last page of this storyline is days later. And we, we hear a voice say to the hammer from off panel, it says, I heard your call and I've come, even though I don't know why one such as I could possibly be chosen to. Yes. The things I've seen in these realms, so consumed with blood and fire, the horrors they've changed me. They well, Some well Someone must stop them. There are other Thors. I know more worthy than I could ever be, but right now the realms need a new kind of Thor, a much different breed of Thor. One who understands what's, well, yes, you see it too, don't you? Know now is the time. Now is the time for the War Thor. <laughs> and Grant, do you know who the War Thor is? I do. I do. And it's Thor's. I uh, I don't know if I want to spoil it here for people who haven't read or not. Um, I will leave it unsaid. But um, listener, just know it's a character who's very near and dear to my heart. <laughs> and I have definitely said it before. I know I've said it before. Um, one of my absolute favorite Thor characters. But that is, uh, as, as Jason Aaron is uh, known to say, that is another tale for another time uh and as we conclude our time with grant going through the unworthy thor i want to just uh give grant this opportunity to let you all know what's going to be going on in the in the cosplay world um the cause play world c-a-u-s-e and uh, leading up to love and thunder i know they've got a lot of uh, awesome stuff uh, going on there
1: yeah, well, I mean, I've already I've already started posting some pictures of my my new costume as you've seen. Um, I I never know what was going to be next. Honestly, I I had no idea that things would go this far or or, or be as exciting as they've been. And there's always something new happening. Um, I think that I've gotten to the point with my cosplay where kind of what you were alluding to I can kind of just put on anything and people will recognize me as Thor which is a really great feeling because you know I kind of just throw things together and it's like well actually my friends have this joke because everywhere we go two seconds after I get out of the car I have people screaming at me oh my god it's Thor (laughs) and and it's gotten to be such a a a common theme in in our lives that they mock me for it they're like oh my god it's thor oh my god it's thor (laughs) but it literally happens everywhere we go and no matter what i'm wearing so it's it's cute and funny but uh i've joked that i would change my screen name to that (laughs) oh my god um, it's thor (laughs) (laughs) so i'm i'm gonna be doing something exciting at the end of the month i'm participating in a viking photo shoot Um, oh wow another one I did one last year but this one uh, is going to be a little bit different Um, and I'm going to be wearing kind of something similar to the the unworthy look with the black tunic and the red cape but uh, there's a makeup artist that's going to work with me this time and she's going to paint actual viking like war paint on me and stuff so as far as as far as my Instagram is concerned I will still obviously be Thor Um, but with a little bit of a different unique look that isn't based on any of the comics or any, anything else. So I'm excited for that. I'm excited to try something new and I'll be carrying a sword instead of the hammer. Awesome. Fun. Awesome. But yeah, as far as everything else, you know, we're going to keep doing the, the, the charity stuff because that's what we, we love doing. Um, We can't wait to do more. So every week we're growing and, you know, follow us at league of enchantment, Chicago. Yes. Um, We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook um leagueofenchantment.org is our website um and you can follow me online as well at uh, becoming thor on
0: instagram so definitely everybody go do that uh grant's grant's pictures are awesome like if if you think of uh, someone in your mind that looks the part um you're probably first going to think of chris hemsworth well after you see grant's uh instagram account at becoming thor you're going to think of him second So uh, we encourage you to go check that out. Go check out League of Enchantment. Um, They do great work and you can follow everything they're doing in the Great Lakes area, region. Uh, Just a a great, great organization that um, deserves all the love it can get. Well, everyone, that is going to do it for our episode today. I hope you enjoyed the conversation that Grant and I had about the unworthy Thor. It was a fantastic uh, little self-contained story where Thor learns some lessons and we get some surprises. I mean, really, I did not see Hela showing up at all. Uh, I hadn't read unworthy Thor in forever and I kind of had forgotten she was in the story. So I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Grant. Go check out League of Enchantment, go check out his account, go check out all the things that he's involved with. He's doing some awesome charity work in the Chicagoland area and any support they can get would just be uh, amazing. So go do that. And don't forget to go check us out on Patreon. Go become a member of the Thor Corps and you'll get all those awesome perks and you'll help keep the lights on here at Across the Bifrost. You can also go follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Go join our group. They are both at Mighty Thor Podcast. So go check us out. And before you leave today, be sure to give us a rating, a review, and a subscription. Man, you ever wonder how just like simplest words trip you up? go give us a subscription. That would be spectacular until we see you again next time aboard the rainbow bridge, which will be next week when we cover the fantastic new issue of Thor. It's also the 750th issue of Thor. That's when you're going to see us next time aboard the rainbow bridge. Until then, I remind you, dear listener, friend of the podcast to stay worthy.